Paulus and the prophet, they testify and bear witness to this truth. Amen. And if God will open your eyes, and God is going to open our eyes, amen. You will see that all the, all the law and all the prophets, amen, they testify to this truth. They bear witness to this truth. In the book of John, the gospel of John, the Bible says that um, in the era of Pilate, asked Jesus Christ, what is the truth? Unfortunately, he asked that question and he didn't stay. The Bible says he asked the question and he turned and walked away from Jesus' presence. Amen. He asked, what is the truth? So, in the next few weeks, scripture is going to answer to us what the truth is. Amen. I want to start because I'm, I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach. It's going to be prophetically, but I'm going to teach. And I, as it's coming to my heart, I'm laying them down. I'm not using my, my iPad. Like putting that in a book. Amen. I want to have a hard copy. Amen. <laughs> so that you do not miss. <laughs> First, it started with a vision. Amen. And those of you behind, you're going to help me when I call the scripture. I'm going to open very fast. I say, I'll not disturb other people, but you are will disturb if you, if you open it fast. Amen. Say amen. I say amen. But in 1986, I had a vision years ago. Amen. Plenty years ago. I had a vision. I met a lady, and many of you have had me share this vision. The lady represents the church. The church is a virgin. Amen. I met this lady, and this in the vision, the lady was complaining to me. Amen. And she was saying how nothing was working for her. She was having problems in her home. She was having problems in her spiritual life. She was having problems in her financial life. She was having problems in her health. Amen. She was having problems all around her. It was a picture of Habakkuk. Nothing was working for her. Amen. Nothing was working. And as she was telling me her ordeal, in the vision, I heard the voice. And the voice said, her problem is that she does not know and she is not working in the truth of the gospel. Actually, what the vision said was that her problem was that she was not working in the truth of the gospel. Catholic is 1986, right? I didn't know much. I don't still claim I know much now, amen. I'm still learning, amen. But I didn't know much then. I was a teenager, a young man in school. So, and we had people ahead of us. So, I, there's this beloved brother, his name is Chidoke. So, I went, I went out to him, I said, This is a vision I had. And it was so spectacular. And he had advised us then that God will show us things, God will tell us, we should write it down. And in his, own, in his own advice, it's for a time to come. Amen. 
And I think he was right, amen. So I all wrote it down. I didn't know what it was. I'm sure if I checked through all my books in Ankbar, I may still find it. But time goes on, right? I began to see, particularly in the old, in the in the in the King James translation, that that phrase, the truth of the gospel, particularly the first place I saw that phrase in the book of Galatians, right? And I saw that seeing that phrase, the truth of the gospel, and from that one, I was talking to Pastor Mike, you know, from that time till now, God has been teaching me, amen, I've been learning, and I'm still learning about the truth of the gospel. And I want to know something, and this is where I want to start from. This is the reason the Lord told me, amen, this is the reason why many Christians has, have problems in their life. They are not walking in the truth of the gospel. Some don't even understand what the truth of the gospel means. I discovered that there, I, it happened to me before. I mean, it happened to me. It happened to many people that they'll be coming to church almost all their lifetime. And they will not understand what the truth is all about. Glory to God. I believe, and I, 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 in my small years of pastoring, I began to describe, look at anyone, if he financially is having a problem, look at him, look at his life, in the area of the truth of the gospel. He or she is not working the truth of the gospel. Is it, uh, is it uh, maritally or in the home he or she is having, I mean, they are having a problem? Check it out. They are not working in the truth of the gospel. Glory to God. Let's continue. Right. Um, let me show you something, right? And I'll tell you the second thing I want to say today. Amen. Let's go to the book of John. I have to open it. I didn't plan to read it today, but it just came up in my spirit. Uh, and the idea is to follow him. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Third John, third John, have only one chapter. Third John 1, let's start from verse 2. <laughs> but let me start from verse 1. The elder unto the beloved Gaius whom I love in the truth. Whom I love in the truth. We're going to continue with it. But I want you to see something, right? And I'm going to show you scriptures to prove that. You will see phrases like this in the New Testament. The truth. The light. The gospel. The word. The wisdom of God. All these points, Right? To this central truth that we're going to be discussing in the next few weeks, the truth of the gospel. And by the time we begin to open it, you will see what I, will see what I mean. You, you see, when you see, you see some places where you use the word the light, right? You use the word the word or the word, word. <laughs> word. The other school that you have a word. The gospel. Or the gospel. 
Amen. Everything is pointing, is saying the same thing, right? The truth of the gospel. This, that is what Jesus was testifying before Pilate. And he asked him, what is the truth? And he will have just been patient. Amen. And I know his life will have been transformed. Amen. And that is what tell John is saying. He said, I love him in the truth. Now, beloved, I wish better was to pray. Above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. So, here, John the Divine, like we call him, amen, was, I mean, he's an elderly man this time. I mean, this, he was one of the last book he wrote, right? After this revelation, amen. Elderly man. And he, had, he has been with Jesus Christ when he was physically on earth. He had experienced um, resurrection, the starting of the church. He was an apostle of the Lamb. And he was so close to Jesus Christ. And he had grown in the things of God. Now they are, they are fathers now. In his right, they say, I write it unto you, little ones. I mean, they are really, they are fathers, not fathers. People that paparize themselves nowadays, amen. You know what I'm talking about. No, they are genuinely fathers. I, 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 no, I'm not checking from church history, but they, by this time, they are, they are being the things of God for about 40, 50, 60 years. Most of the apostles have been killed at, at this time. And it says something which covers the whole spectrum, scope of man. That thou mayest prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. So he's, he, he picked on spiritual prosperity. He picked on financial prosperity. He picked on what? Um, health. Health-wise. Prospering your health. Everything is covered in that statement. I, I desire, better what to put. I desire above all things. Above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Now, what is it? Well, that is a desire, that is a prayer, right? Or like the old King James put it, that is a wish, right? But the next statement, he, he explained to us how this is possible. Amen. He explained to us how you can prosper and be in health in accordance with your soul prospering. Amen. So let me put that, let me put that way. Every Christian can actually prosper. Amen. And be in health. I, I, I want to say that again. Every Christian, every one of you looking at me, amen. You can prosper in every aspect of your life. Maybe you should tell your neighbor. Maybe you, 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 you get the person to hear you more. Say you can prosper in every aspect of your life. Listen, they are not distant truths that are not attainable. You can prosper. You can prosper 
in your home. I don't care the evil that parade in homes today. You can prosper in your home. You can prosper financially. Let everything economy, let them fail. You can prosper financially. It doesn't matter the kind of sickness that either is invented in a lab, like many people believe some sicknesses are invented, or it just came. You can, in the midst of all of this, be in sound health. And listen, these are not, these are not um, spiritual jargons. They stay in church. To give people hope. To keep them coming. No. You know, every field have their, their, their jargon, their language. First, to keep you in a limbo. Keep you confused. I say, wow. That's why doctors say they are prescribing drugs. They write in the way that you look at it, you don't understand it. And they are taught to do that. That's why uh, engineers, it's not just calling pillars, they call it technical name. I could use that, call it technical name. I say, what are you saying? Or maybe eyes, I don't go there. What are some of these technical names people call? Column. What are you normal name? Pillar. <laughs> but they can just call the name and do the calculation. You wonder what are they saying? But you see, the technical mind in the field will know everything there, but he doesn't know all those names. But funny enough, if you don't know all those names, you will not pass in the bill. Or you need just anywhere you did your engineering classes, amen. Even in law, that's what they'll say at the case this court, they just cry, what are you talking about? They are jargons, amen. To just keep you mesmerized. Wow, this guy, man, you know something. Huh? <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, right, we try to bring also into the body of Christ. So, pastors have what spiritual, I can call it spiritual jargons, amen. You keep people, people mesmerized and keep them in the limbo. Hey, calm down. I would say, how can the unlearned amen give it and uh, say amen to that giving, giving thanks, even though you are giving thanks well? Yet, he doesn't understand what you are saying. And the guy just, you know, I will look at the cup, I mean, crap, I don't like my car. I say that uh, if you go to, if you go to um, um, Thanksgiving dinner, and just by yourself, everybody just say, What is it? Everybody just run away. I say, Mama, I think it's voodoo. <laughs> like, I just imagine the way you know that black man is so afraid. Just say, Mama, I think it's voodoo. I ain't gonna eat that turkey anymore, man. <laughs> because when I take this turkey, something's gonna fall after me. But listen to me. When I say you can prosper in all things, listen to me. It's not spiritual jargons. And listen to me. When I say you can prosper in all things, I am not saying that you have to go to Unijos. I get thinking of ABU. Anyway, I went to ABU. I'm not saying you have to go to Unijos and get a degree. 
to be able to prosper in life. How can you prosper in all things? Amen. Look at verse 3. For I rejoice greatly. Now listen to me. This is not a man speaking out of a youthful exuberance. No. He's a, he's, 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 he's a father. Uh, we've established this. He said, I rejoice greatly. When, I, when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thy workers in the truth. I have no greater joy. And it's not a lie. This is not a lie. I say this is not a lie. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. So listen, the, the, the reason why you can prosper in all things or the way to prosper in all things or the how to prosper in all things is to have this truth in you and to walk in it. The truth of the gospel in you and you walking in it. And I always say the way can again say no matter how the vision is, amen. And no matter what the vision is, amen. And no matter the ecstasy and the the glory and the the vibration, amen, that comes with the vision. If it's not in agreement with the New Testament, then it's not correct. I'll be saying this, I'm going to say it. And please, it should not offend you. But if it offends you, there's nothing I can say about that. Don't build a doctrine from your experience. Doctrines are not built from experience. Doctrines are established in God's word. And listen to me. I don't build doctrines either from my experiences or my vision. I say 8016 now. Amen. That about what? 33 years ago. And God had been showing me from scriptures. Amen. That thing, he showed me that. Yeah, he showed me that way because of the prophetic anointing. That's how it came to be. But to another person, he may not have that vision. Amen. But through the, through the word of God, God will reveal it into their heart. And I know that any Christian in, in any time you may exist, right? If you can know the truth of the gospel and walk in the truth of the gospel, you will prosper in everything that you do. You will prosper in everything that you do. If you are not prospering in any aspect of your life, then you are not walking in the truth of the gospel. And it, it, nothing gives God greater joy. That was the Holy Ghost too. John was saying here, nothing gives God greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. 
Now, this is the question now, right? With this, we are, we are getting there, amen. What is what? The truth. What is the truth of the gospel? Glory to God. Now, I, I, I told you, um, we'll be talking about the vision, but I told you that another thing I really want to show us here is those, those words there. Now, I want us to look at some scriptures try to help us, amen. The, the truth, the light, the world, the gospel, wisdom, all points right to this central truth we are talking about, the truth of the gospel, amen. Let's start from Romans 1, verse 16. Are going to help me? I'm not going to open it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of what? Of Christ. The good news. Amen. Good spell. Good spell. You know, a lot of that talk about. You talk about spell being cast upon people. Uh, now this is a good spell. The gospel, uh, the, the message of the cross, right, is a good spell released upon the earth. Glory to God. It will make us, amen, to prosper in all things. I am not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a Power of God unto salvation um, to everyone that believeth or believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek seventeen. For therein, amen. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In the good spell of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed. We'll come back to this later, man. The righteousness of God is revealed. What is the meaning of the word reveal? <laughs> okay, I'll come back. Eh? Open. Next known. Explain. Show, expose, show. There is a showing forth of the righteousness of God in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the good spell, there's an uncovering. Somebody say uncovering. I like that. There's an uncovering of the righteousness of God in the good spell of Christ. Meaning that, meaning that. Outside the message of Christ, the righteousness of God is covered, is concealed. But in the message of the cross, the righteousness of God is revealed. He said, from faith to faith, so the glory increases. No matter the glory increases. So as your faith is increasing, so the glory of the righteousness being revealed is increasing. I, I never say something that is not clear. Maybe I watch on the on the 
on any of the screen. Then suddenly it's getting clearer and clearer. You know, you can see almost everything. You can almost see the, the sweat dropping. Everything is now very, very clear, man. That's right. That's right. As your faith increases, right? The unveiling of righteousness becomes clearer. The unveiling of righteousness becomes clearer. And guess, who is this righteousness of God? Thank you, madam. You are the one. So we, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Guess what? It's in this gospel, amen, that we are exposed. It's in this gospel that we, our showing forth comes. We are uncovered. Outside the message of the cross, we are covered. We are hidden. In the message of the cross, it's our showing forth. It's our showing forth. Our showing forth financially. You know, oh, I'm dropping the gun a little bit, but you know, you know what the, you look at the, read the book of Ephesians, amen. God put us on a display. God put us on a display. We are like, we are his masterpiece that is, is put on display in the showroom. A picture of someone God loves. A picture of someone that have experienced the mercy of God. Romans 9 also put it that way. Let me digress a little bit, but do you actually believe that you are God's workmanship? Created in Christ unto good works. You are God's masterpiece. The new creation is the best of God's creation. And you are. You are the best of God's creation. You see, any of these artists, if they bring their best, their masterpiece out, right? Yeah, because of human error, you can still see some, maybe some small flower, but it's, this is the best they can think. You are the best of God's creation. And you want to tell me that the best of all creation is a failure? I like that. How? And somebody is so next up about believing is God's best that you go and kill himself. God's masterpiece is such a failure that you kill yourself. It's not, it's not possible. So you see, it goes back to us knowing the truth of the gospel. Amen. I'm working in it. Remember, things have not hit you yet. That's why I'm talking like that. You don't know anything. That's why I'm talking like that. Amen. Because if I tell you things that hit me, amen, probably you will be hit. But what keeps you going, amen, I'm walking the truth of the gospel. I have this truth in me and I'm walking in it. 
My eyes are constantly on it. My eyes are not. You see, you are the one looking at the wrong thing. What you are calling a failure, you are looking at that. It's a, it's a challenge, amen. Glory to God. When you are looking at that, say, ah, this guy is falling seven times here. Me, I'm telling you how I can stand up seven times. Perspective, attitude in life. I know what I'm looking at. Amen. And it's not mouth. I know what I'm looking at. And I have, I have experiences to prove it. Like I said, the experience only build the doctrine. Amen. But with the doctrine, you have what the experience. Therefore, being justified by faith, Romans 5, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, by whom also we have access into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. In the expectation, we are standing in grace, rejoicing in the expectation. Hope is expectation. In the picture of the glory of God, they say, and not only so, but the glory in tribulation. You see, you see that you see we are rejoicing we are studying in grace we are rejoicing in the expectation of the glory of god but not only that we also do what we glory in tribulation we glory in tribulation that the, the barrier many have not crossed you know why because truth is not in them some of the truth is just in their head. Not only so, but we do what? We glory in tribulation. You know why you cannot glory in tribulation? Because the next statement there, knowing. Knowing. You see, it's all, it's all people say, it's all glory in tribulation. They'll go and hang themselves. Because they don't know. <laughs> Tell them about here. If you don't, guys, if you don't know, you go and hang yourself. Let's start from the basic one first. The girl refused to marry you. <laughs> basic one. <laughs> basic one, amen. That's why I saw part, amen. The girl refused to marry you because you don't know. There's something you don't know. What is it? The truth of the gospel. And I'm coming there. You don't know who you are. You don't know you are the righteousness of God. Because you don't know, you went and hung yourself. The girl will come there for your barrier with her wedding card in her, car, in her pocket, in her bag. After the barrier, you say, yeah, yeah, say, my wedding is next week. Life will move on. She will not go to hell. God will not punish her. <laughs> she will not marry a terrible man. Not to forget it. Don't worry, you have to see yourself. You don't know God. You will not marry a terrible man. She will marry a very, very loving man. You will have children. She will not have children. Have kids. No, no. She will have proper children. No, it's the truth. Nothing like that. If you are born again, you make it to heaven, Shah. Amen. From heaven, you will see what she is doing. (laughs) 
be live streaming and say, I can't, man, this guy, man, you see, I live, I live, I, 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 I got this, well, it was better make marry this guy than me. I say, yes. And you are here. Not knowing. The glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Knowing that tribulation works. Tribulation put patience to work. Go to James. We are coming back to this one. Go to James 1. I think. For verse 1. Yes, I think James 1. one. Two. Listen. Two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Out of, out of two, the Lord say, everybody establish. When tribulation comes, eh, count it joy. Because you know something. Knowing that tribulation put patience to work. Count it all joy when you follow diverse temptation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Consistency. Now, this is a catch. This is a catch. And well, I'm not following how the Lord is leading me. This is a catch. Consistency in what? Consistency in the truth of the gospel. I must draw your ear to that. Because somebody can say consistency and give, it, give meaning to you, you, are, you are just telling yourself, you tell yourself what you want to stay in. You know, somebody can sit like that. Then look, I'll, I'll be patient in my, in my, in my sulking. Yes. I'll be patient in my, in my depression. Like I told you uh, some, some days back, you know, when you are doing, your flesh likes it. It, it, it feels good. Yes. To be depressed. But your spirit is dying. Where the real strength is, Straight is being sap out of your spirit. Because all the works of the flesh, it saps strength. Power from your spirit. Like running the, running the car battery down. Battery is being run down. Glory to God. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, I was telling my wife, I think I even told some people. Something happened, amen. And when the thing happened, I, I, I was lying down, you know, and, and I just stood up. Suddenly, right, somebody's name came into my mind to blame the person. And immediately, I mean, I believe the strength of God for my spirit. He just was saying, don't blame anyone. Don't blame anyone. They didn't give you that contract. Don't blame anyone. You are a fool blaming somebody. <laughs> that guy refused to bury you. Don't blame the guy that spoke to him before you. <laughs> or the guy that spoke to him after you have spoken to her. 
But Reverend, the man, the boy knows, say, I don't tell him now. The boy I don't say, I don't talk to him. It's okay. She's not yours because if you spoke to her and the guy now came after you spoke to her and spoke to her and she followed the guy, rejoice. Your deliverance, deliverance, and now set himself. You are delivered, you don't know. Oh. I hear, amen. No, don't blame anyone. The moment that that is the fallen nature, is the flesh. You want to start blaming someone? Guess what? Strength is being sapped from your spirit. The strength that will make you to overcome the situation is being drained out. Suddenly, you are weak. When you fail. Fall in the days of adversity, your strength is small. That strength has been drained. You are prayed, prayed, prayed. You are generated a law of power. Drained out by one offense. How many of you have ever charged your phone? Amen. Thank God we have phones nowadays. Amen. We don't have to use car batteries. Amen. You charge your phone and something happens. Maybe you put it in your car. Something, maybe something is on. Something is playing on that. The telephone is very hot. By the time you came to church, you took your phone out. You saw 2%. Sir? You let the touch on. Or maybe something is playing somewhere. You just start hissing. It just drained out. That touch you left on. Is that offense you left on. Not somebody is hearing me, amen. Is that offense you left on? I there is there whispering to you. If not for Emmanuel, if not for Emmanuel, Jennifer would have been mine. <laughs> Let him have yes to hear. Let him hear, amen. Guy Emmanuel. Anytime you see Emmanuel in church, your, your battery is drained out. Uh, look at the way he's dancing. Yeah, that gentleman will just walk past. Amen. Your joy is gone. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Father, should we do it? Should we do our campaign now? Should we do our campaign now? Should we do our campaign now? Mother is tempting you. And you have but look at this tree with two hands. Okay, let's let's continue preaching. We'll do the campaign very soon. Jennifer, there's a campaign. Where is Jennifer? Okay, greet us. Amen. Jennifer, are you hearing me? There's a campaign though. We want. You see, Mother, Mother, we want. We want. Whatever I beat me today, man. <laughs> he did two hands. He want babies. Oh, you are just hearing it. Uh-huh. Oh, the man is about to do the campaign now. We want babies. <laughs> anyway. There's another Jennifer for you, man. 
Definitely, definitely not this one. <laughs> but don't be depressed. Don't allow your strength to drain out. Faith, eh? I better cut out your when you fall in the diver. Knowing that, knowing that the trial of your faith put it, let me put patient eh? to work. Work at patient. Next one. This one I'm going to next one. But let patience have her perfect work, that it may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You see, you see, that is why you are not depressed. Because you know that this will release or activate patience, the force of patience in your life. But allow patience to have a perfect work in you. Because it will bring you to a place that you will be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. And if that place is a lie, then the whole Bible is a lie. Glory to God. You know, Mrs. Gwansua have worked upon this one. That's why it's here today. So, so he's being perfected. <laughs> Wanting nothing. I, saw it, I said, you are still here. He said, she said, I should stay. So you see, she's allowing patience to have a perfect work in him. You are getting me? And she's being, he's being perfected. Nobody <laughs> say I know that's what you are saying. You are on your own. Romans 5. Let's go to back to Romans 5. We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And from the book of James, we know the work of patience. But look at what Hebrews say. I mean, Romans says that. Patient do what produces what? Experience. The next verse, please. Verse 4. Patient what? Experience. Experience. Patient produces what? Experience. And you need to summer. Have experience in the truth of the gospel. You need to be experienced. You need to be well trained in the truth of the gospel. It's not just a training that you just had it. But I'm talking about a training that comes from experiencing it. Both of us that don't have to drive, you know how it is. You know, there are things that you are taught. Either your father, I don't know who taught you to drive, your father, your, your driver, or anything, or the drive school. Amen. They told you, but you see, most of your learning, thank you, came with what? Experience. When you sat behind the car, and start moving it. It's the, the, the days of a uh, clutch and brakes and turtle. And when you drive, we're using a stick. No. You know, some of you don't know how to drive now. Just you press on the brake, put it on drive, and move. But you see, you, you experience comes. All those things you do. You see, when that car is running at you with the lights on, not be your teacher again, no. Uh-huh. I think somebody was asking me recently, they said, 
uh, how do you do it that you can drive in the UK and drive in Nigeria? Uh, uh, it comes also by experience. I remember the first time. The first time I drove in the UK was in Manchester. Now, Biodu was not around when I was in his house. Biodu was not around. And they wanted him to move one of his car so that a neighbor would pass. So Osai asked because Osai wasn't driving then. So, and it's, it's a one-way, a place is a one-way traffic. And I didn't want anything that would be able to do. Amen. So when I pulled the car out, I could see the house. But I know that I can't go back to the house. I have to go all the way. So I started going. Suddenly, you know, first I was, it was still okay. I was telling myself, stay on the wrong side of the road. Stay on the wrong side of the road. Stay on the wrong side of the road. I was advising myself, just stay there. And you know, I was not, it was being here. It might be the kind of being here. I was not here. It was strange. So I don't be here. I was going, I was still talking to myself. Just a small ride. When I took the bend, that was it. I was messed up. <laughs> then one car was coming. I you know they don't honk there. But you see, I was on this road. I was, I was on this lane. Then they honking. I was, what I'm on the right lane now. <laughs> I just turned to this side. One car was there, parked, amen, and removed the, 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 the side mirror. I just removed, whoop. I just said, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't, you stop, me stop. <laughs> I just went around, parked the car, the other side, whoop, and then the other side, whoop. Just said, that rest. It, it, they never really disturbed your God. I didn't tell him. I told him years later. I said, did anybody come to disturb you? Did they catch you? Did they snap your car? I said, no. I said, okay, anyway, I have a covenant with God. They will never arrest me in the UK and the US. But after a while, you know, when we now went there, and we got a car there, I just came out and said, I'm carrying the children to school. And I braved it. Took them to school, came back. I make a lot of mistake. Hit the side, amen. One time I hit the side curve, the tire exploded. I just stay with it. My wife, my wife was going to say, honey, keep quiet. I taught you how to drive. <laughs> but now, amen, I'm so used to it. Experience. You don't trade experience for, you can't trade with anything. We need to experience the world. You need to experience the world. You need to experience the truth of the gospel. Then it entered into you. According to the book of the book of Hebrews, Hebrews, your senses will be exercised. Listen, it didn't say your spirit. It said what? Your senses. Physical senses will be exercised to discern. Okay, let's read it. Good and evil. You can come to a place. Listen, sir, man. You can come to a place spiritually in, in, in training yourself and exercising yourself in the truth of the gospel. Your senses, not your spirit, your senses will pick up things. It's in the New Testament. Hebrews 5. 
I think I'm going to Hebrews for uh, that one. I have to open. Are you still with me? You know, you know what? When it's 10 minutes to, you start playing. It's my cue to stop. Five. Uh, wait, I want to start somewhere. No, no, I don't start at 14. Uh, Twelve. Okay, let's do that again, amen. Let it not be a sad glory, amen. (laughs) Hebrews 5, 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. Now, you see, these guys, I believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, right? So, let's leave it that way. Paul said that at this time, they ought to be teachers. So, they're not supposed to be babes or children anymore they're supposed to be matured and you know there are many christians that are in this category now i'm not saying that you're you are a teacher of god's word no but you have you have so learned this you have to experience it you can just teach it april can just teach emma some things right now because she has learned it. She can teach Emma some, some food to cook. Because she has learned it. Hebrew can even teach me some food to cook right now. But don't even make her a cook. But by maturity and what? Experiencing. She has come to a place that in the home she can teach her younger ones. We can, we can trust April. With them and go out. We can trust April to help them do their homework and teach them some things. One time Emma came home and was crying that some people want to play, play with her. And I was trying to encourage her. I said, Look, don't bother. If you want to play with you, don't play with you. They don't know what is better. So I was doing my own best to teach her. Then I said, April, I know you have experienced this before. Right now, tell her. I'm very take it to her. I, I saw more light for what April was as April was talking than what I was saying. Because I did not experience going to the going to school in the UK and I did not experience that. But my experience was in Nigeria here. No, there are still bullies everywhere. But then April will not tell you. I said, April, man, I, I, I was I can't even Pumping that I wanted her to be to be very confident in herself. They don't want to play with you. They are the they are the one at the lost, not you. You are special. But April came with a different way and communicated. I said, I, I don't ever want to hear that you cry because somebody refused to play with you. You can decide that I'm not playing with you today. Go away, I'm not playing with you. Go to somebody else. You should be the one doing the, the yes and the posing. You ought to be teachers. For the time you ought to be teachers. Verse 12. You ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again. Which be the first principle of the oracles of God. And I become such that need milk and not strong, strong meat. Hi, 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 hi. How this describes so many people. Then we tell 
when you are, you are supposed to be a teacher right now, you still need someone to come and teach you. You still need someone to, to come and give you milk. You still need someone to give you basic teachings. We are still doing milk for you. Putting it in the bottle and feeding you. The laugh seems to have stopped, man. <laughs> Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk, look at that statement. Look at that statement. Is what? Unskillful. And this is one of the scriptures our case was to offer today again. In the world of righteousness. Is unskillful in the truth of the gospel. Unskillful. Unskillful. That means you have not developed skills in the truth of the gospel. Meaning that you ought to develop skills in the truth of the gospel. And the truth of the gospel here is referred to as what? The word of righteousness. I know you can't enter it today, but I'm sure Sunday will enter into the definition. The word of righteousness. You need to develop skills. And how do you do that? Reason of use. Um, but strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use. My, my, my Bible skip. By reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. How did they have their senses exercised? By reason of use. By reason of use. Amen. By reason of use. You use the word of righteousness. You use the, the truth of the gospel. You use the truth of the gospel in your, in your prayer life. In your financial life, in your home, in your businesses, in ministry. You engage yourself in the truth of the gospel as you are doing it, doing it. But of use. Your senses, not spirit, senses. That's the one I always intrigue me about this place. So my my sense of smell, my sense of sight. My sense of here. Many of you need to have your senses exercised. You listen to a lot of garbage. Garbage. Sometimes you need to learn to tell some people, my ears are not garbage collectors. I'm not saying amen again. No? Amen. The truth of the gospel the truth of the gospel that you can size yourself in will keep you away from things like that. Yeah. Then, then, but man, you do selective hearing. Yes. Are you joking? I don't want to die in life. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broke. When people are driving their fine cars and living in good houses, I don't want to be going around begging. Because I allow everything you want to tell me, right? 
Pastor singing the song like today was actually be reverend. Amen. But the people are just going around. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard the news? Everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I keep that keep coming back. But our driver, when we were younger, right, he liked playing that song. Ah, he told me the whole story. He'd be playing the time, you'll be shaking like that. I, maybe that's why I don't like reggae, amen. I don't like reggae. Hi. And then the car you start playing. He just be doing his head like this. And he can run. <laughs> John will always want to finish the speedometer. Actually, you're going to tell me. Ah, no, no, no. We're going, why they were going to eat that? I can't go to eat that. We're going to pick my step up. Uh, you, know, you know, those days, police would put bench. They, they, they all put bench. Um, I, so they, they have bench. And it was on the, on the hill, you know, you just turn out. And then, the roads were good. Five of them was, the, the maximum speedometer is there, 160. They were running 140, 150. And then five of them, by the time you enter 140, it will be shouting. Thank God we don't have those cars anymore. The moment we negotiated the bed, the policemen, they fell over themselves, literally rolling into the bushes. They told you, Aruba, they, you, you saw the, you know, you know, like when there are ants and you own the lights and they scatter. Whap! We didn't tell her. She, he was begging me not to, te- not to tell her. I wanted to tell her. He was begging me. So when we're coming, we're so scared that maybe they'll be there. Maybe they are taking the number of the car. They will stop us. But we didn't tell her. We picked her. We're coming back. We, remember, everybody was quiet. <laughs> it has nobody around. They never came back because we passed there. We didn't see anybody. <laughs> Time to go home. That's why I, that's why, that's why I did. But don't stop listening to news, amen? Listen to God's word. I know you hear you. Listen to God's word. Amen. A, a woman of God, a, a woman of God in Abuja, yeah. One day called me, said, um, you, you, there's this thing on the, on, on, in the papers. I said, ma, I don't read the papers. I said, you don't what? Come here! I mean, I, I can be very, very humble. I mean, she's old, quite, quite older than me. I mean, you have children of my age. Tell her rebuking me. You, how do you pray? If you don't listen to news, you might to read the papers. You know what's happening in this country? I think, yes, ma, yes, ma, yes, ma. But I listen to my heart. Look, <laughs> 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 I was laughing at me. I was saying, yes, ma, but I finally like asked her. But I listen to my heart. From there, I pray. I don't need to hear news, is censored news. Let's go back to the book of uh, Romans. Let's finish that one. Have your sense exercise. Reason of shoes. I see one. Reason of shoes. Exercise yourself in the truth of the gospel. Exercise yourself in the truth of the gospel. Use it again and again. You know, as time goes on, you become skillful. Those people are skillful drivers. I was talking to Pastor Wally one time. He said, he drives with instinct. I said, yes, you are so used to it right now. So sometimes you can pass through some road. You are wondering, ah, I passed there. So I can't stop. You, you dodge all the portals. You, don't, you can't even remember. 
Because it has, it has, you have exercised yourself. That's how it will be. With the word of righteousness in your life. That you will, you will pass through, the country will pass through a recession. You will not even know. You say, oh, there was a recession two years ago. Eh, so what happened? Your, your, your senses have been exercised. My brother said, these things are possible. Yes, if they are not possible, they know about deceiving ourselves coming around. Let's eat tomorrow, we die. But they are possible. And you can attend to them. And patient experience, amen. Experiencing in the truth of the gospel. Now look at this. Your experience in the truth of the gospel produces what? Hope. And hope make it not a shame. For the love of Christ is shared. The love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Given to us. Hope make it not a shame. You see, because of the experience I've had in the truth of the gospel and the result that has brought to me, amen, I know what to expect, amen, when tribulation comes, amen. But that's where we started from. When tribulation comes, I don't get dispressed, I'll go and jump in a lagoon. When depression, uh, tribulation comes, I do what? Patient is released to work. And I experience my experience in the truth of the gospel. My hope, my expectation would never fail. That has happened today. You are going to get into your car. You are not going to think about it. You are going to get into your car. Amen. Turn on the ignition and just drive home. You are not going to think about it. If you are here thinking about that, you are going to drive home right now. Either your car has an issue when you are coming. Or else, you are not going to think about it. Why? Because you have experienced yourself in it. You know, in five minutes time, in ten minutes time, depending on how, how far your house is from church. Or in fifteen minutes time, I will be at home. I will eat the rice, amen. Give me the book of John 8.32. Tell you two scriptures about it. The gospel, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews is talking about the word of righteousness. In the book of John 8, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's referred to as what? The truth. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. From verse 17 to verse 21. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. The gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. The cross of Christ. For the preaching of the cross, the preaching of the cross. To them that perish, 
is foolishness. But unto us which are saved is the power of God. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Had not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, after that, in the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the world, by wisdom do not God. It pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jew require a sign and the Greek seek after what? Wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jew a stumbling block and unto the Greek foolishness. But unto them which are called, both the Jew and the Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. He said, uh, when, when you go back to is it, uh, 2 6, he said, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? You now know what he's, what he's talking about. That wisdom he's talking about there is not 419, it's not craftiness, it's not how to turn two, 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 two pounds into a thousand pounds in the economic market. No. The wisdom he's talking about there is a cross. Is a cross. Is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the wisdom. Christ has been made unto us the wisdom of God. Meaning that when you see that word Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection has been made unto us the wisdom of God. Of course, it's not about the power of God, I'm focusing on the wisdom of God. This is what the wisdom of God. So in the body of Christ, when we are talking about wisdom, we are talking about what he did for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. That is the wisdom. That is the wisdom crying out on the streets. I call it the book of Proverbs. That is the wisdom saying that if you are simple, come and hear of me. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this wisdom is the power of God. It's a power that saves. It's a power that heals. It's a power that delivers. One more scripture. I'm rushing it now because my time is gone. But let me just finish this, this chapter. 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. Come on, come on, come on, come on. 1 Timothy 3, 15. I'm letting you go at a good time. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Oh, I like this. Amen. With the church, we are custodian of this truth. This truth of the gospel, this wisdom of God, this power of God, this word of righteousness, this light 
Amen. We, the church, are custodian of it. The house of God is the pillar and the ground of the truth. The aura, amen, or the good spell of this message starts from here. If you read it to Corinthians, Paul will tell us, look, I, I didn't want to know anything amongst us. But this wisdom, Christ and him crucified. I tell you, thank you, sir. I tell you, it will be so sad. Amen. It will be so sad if anyone come to the church and they don't hear this truth. If anyone come to the church and don't hear this truth. You know, I told them in doing prayers, the, the prophetic lunch and prayer, I said, let's wait through the New Testament before the end of, before campaign starts. Amen. And so, I'm reading through the New Testament almost some places I've written two, three times some books. But listen to me, right? The, well, maybe because I'm focusing right now on the truth of the gospel. But almost every page, as I read through Romans, as I read through Corinthians, I can read through Philippians, almost every, I say, ah, come on, why, why, why have we been seeing, why have we been seeing different things? Everything point to Christ. Everything point to what he did for us. The book of Romans explained it clearly. This truth. The church, the church, we are the custodian of this truth. Too. People should come to us and hear this truth. When they come to us, we should not be giving them another gospel. And Paul warned that. He said, if anyone should give you that gospel from this gospel that we preach, let him be our cause. And I say, let him be cause in a double fashion. And it's the only place you see in the New Testament. The only place you see in the New Testament. That he said that people are cursed. If you bring that truth, different from this truth, this is the truth we should be hearing. 